This is The Real Rebel Podcast, episode 23. I don't have time for this nonsense. I don't follow rules. I follow dogs on social media. Oh no. Welcome to the Real Rebel Podcast, where it's all about rebelling against expectations and being unapologetically who you are. Each week, we get real, real with boss ladies going after their dreams and living life on their own terms. And now, here's your host, Katie B. Hey guys, this is your host, Katie B of the Real Rebel Podcast. And today I talk with Danielle Weeb from the Van City Business Babes, which she has now changed to the Business Babes Collective because she's growing and expanding. And you're going to hear all about that when you listen to the interview. And it's a really, really great conversation. We talk about vision. We talk about community, loneliness, and reaching out for help. We talk about self-doubt and breakdowns and hiring people. And uh, she has some really, really amazing answers to the rapid fire questions at the end. So make sure you stick around all the way to the end to hear that. And without further ado, Miss Danielle Weeb. So how has life been for you lately? Good. Crazy, but good. <laughs> yeah. Why crazy? Yep. Um, well, we had the launch of um, our Seattle chapter. Mm. And that was on the 25th of the month. And then like less than a week later, we were celebrating our third year anniversary in Vancouver. Oh my goodness. So we had like our anniversary party. So finally, like this week, honestly, is the first week I, I like have hardly left the house mm. <laughs> other than just for like for personal stuff, like after like five or six o'clock or whatever. But I've just been um, replying to emails, like organizing things. Um, but yeah, I haven't done any like any events or anything. Um, thank goodness. Because yeah, there's a lot to catch up on. So yeah, yeah, it's been really good. But um yeah, I'm glad I have this week. And then also I think next week is like that too, where it's mostly just like working from home. And then the week after that and the week after that, we have a few events happening. So yeah. Wow. You've got a lot on the go. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm finally, yeah. I mean, definitely January took on a little too much, but, (laughs) (laughs) but February is like a lot more chill, which I'm really enjoying. Yeah, I find that like in January, it's really easy to just be like, there's so much pressure around like, like it's the new year and like you want to like start off with a bang. And it's like, even if we're like, oh, no, 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 I'm not going to put the pressure on myself. There's still that underlying level of like, I need to perform. It's the new year. I need to set it off on the right foot, which is like, yes, we end up shooting ourselves in the foot. It's so crazy. And it happens every single year. And yeah. (laughs) (laughs) you're like yeah I'll just you know I'll be more calm coming into the year and then you're like no I have to set goals and yeah yeah yeah, I wonder where that pressure I mean I know where the pressure comes from and often I find for myself is like I get so whenever I put 
too much pressure on myself, I can't be clear. And then I end up just yeah. like a mess in the end anyway. So it's really, yeah, it's rough. It's so true. It's so, so true. So how have you been like, you've been working from home a lot recently. And yes. how do you find that? Because I find I can't focus after a certain number of hours and I go a little bit stir crazy. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, I am actually taking a course right now on productivity Really? <laughs> because, uh, yeah, it's an online course and, um, I've been learning a lot and it's honestly just showed me how crazy, um, distracted I get. Mm. So a lot of what they're talking about is things like putting your, um, phone on airplane mode and like, even like having to like turn off the Wi-Fi on your computer and mm. just like, putting one thing in front of you. Cause I'm the queen of like tab after tab after tab. Yeah. So <laughs> 100%. I can totally relate to you right now. Oh, it's crazy. Like, and when you're doing that work and like, you think that it's like, oh, you know, I'm multitasking. I'm going to message here. But then like, you're exhausted because at the end of it, it's like, you've actually been splitting your like attention in a million different directions. Nothing really has made progress. And then you're exhausted and you really can't do what you were wanting to do in the first place anyway. Yeah, it's so true. And I find too, that when you, like this happens to me all the time where I'll have all these things, I'll have like a list of things to do. So I'm like, okay, I'll do one at a time. And then I'll start doing something and I'll think of something else. So I'll like, ha I'll write out like a half finished email <laughs> and then I'll be like, oh, I have to do this. And I'll like go on Instagram and be like, okay, I have to do this. And then I'll be like, wait, wait a second. What was I doing? And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I was, I was writing an email and then I go into my email and then I, and then I'm like, oh, I have new emails. And then like start checking my email. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, I was actually like writing an email. I need to get back to that. <laughs> It's so true. It's so hard. There's so many distractions left, right, and center. I'm super curious too. What's this productivity course that you're taking? Like, what's it called? Um, it's by Darren Hardy. Have you heard of him? No, I haven't. He's like, um, he has written a few books and like pretty much his whole thing is all about like how to be the most productive. Mm -hmm. And he talks about how like none of us are more disciplined than anyone else. He's like, I struggle with the exact same thing that everyone does. It's just putting up like barriers around what you're doing. And actually, like you have to actually do that in order to be productive instead of saying like, okay, I'm going to be disciplined and not check my phone or not. You actually have to like put your phone in another room or you have to like, you know, turn off all the internet and have like a blank sheet of paper if you have to write like a blog post or if you have to you know, like sometimes if I'm doing something for an article, I literally have to just close everything down and then have like notes up on my computer and just have that. That's it. And then I'm like my phone's in another room and that's the only way I can get anything like that done. It's so true. Yeah. It's hard. It's so because like your mind is like, oh, I'm just going to, I just need a quick little, I'm just going to check this, da, 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 da. And then like you don't go down this rabbit hole. And once you're out of focus, it's really hard to get, not really hard, but it takes some time to get back to what you were originally thinking and doing. And you often can't find the same flow so quickly. So it's a dangerous, dangerous game. Yeah, it's so true. And it's, he talks about how you, um, it takes about 
20 minutes, he says, to get back into that like flow state. Mm -hmm. So he talks about being in like this flow state where things are just like naturally flowing and you're doing like really good work. So that's why he says, you know, if you have to do say like a bunch of writing or a bunch of things that don't require internet, Mm -hmm. then having that scheduled out. And then he says like, have a piece of paper beside you. So, cause a lot of times we think, oh, I have to look that up or I have to, you know, Google that. So he's like, just keep a list and then write it down and then take like a 10 minute break where you can look that stuff up and then go back to it, but don't do it right then and there. So anyways, there's so (laughs) much, but I just have realized like how bad I am. And to be honest, there's some days where I'm still just like right back where I started just, and then I'm like, okay, I need to actually put these barriers in place because I'm way more productive when I do. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's life too, right? Like it's, it's getting out of balance and like balance is more like, you know, when you're walking on like a beam or whatever, you're teetering back and forth. You're never actually like, you're rarely actually just going straight. You're kind of, so I mean, that's, that's life, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So you recently changed, um, you were Van City Business Babes and mm-hmm. now you're the Business Babes Collective. What what happened there? Like maybe you can <laughs> just go in. And also just for people listening too, like explain even what it is because we just kind of dove into this conversation on productivity, <laughs> which is so yeah. great. But maybe you can give uh, people an idea of like who you are and, and what the whole uh, Van City, or not, sorry, the Business Babes Collective is. yeah. You can still call it Van City Business Babes because we still have that as one of our chapters. Mm. So I'll just explain kind of like Business Babes Collective is like a global platform. So we decided to have this kind of more global platform about a year ago. So I would, you know, get people coming onto Van City Business Babes being like, oh, like I'm from this city or that city. And like, I wish there was something for us in, you know, my city. And so I decided to create, it just started with an Instagram. And that's the same way that Van City Business Babes started. It was just <laughs> through Instagram. And um, I'm sure many women, that's how they start right their business. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I started an Instagram account. Now I have a business. So yeah, yeah. Um, It's crazy how yeah, easy so it is. that's how it started. <laughs> yeah. So I started an Instagram and then just started like featuring just different business women And yeah, not just in Vancouver, but in other cities. And then just kind of started sharing kind of what I was going through in business and like inspiration and all that kind of stuff. And then, um, and then I had the idea of launching into another city. So the idea came, I was on vacation (laughs) in San Diego and Mm. was visiting a friend of mine there. And then, yeah, we were just talking about business stuff. She had started her own business as well. And then I just kind of had this epiphany. I think it was when after I came home, I was like, we should totally do like what I'm doing here in Vancouver in San Diego. Mm -hmm. Um, So I pitched um, Devin, her name's Devin. I pitched her the idea and she was like, yeah, like, let's do it. Why not? So exciting. (laughs) So yeah, so that's kind of how it started. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, from there, we decided to launch into Victoria on the island. And then we just launched, I was just telling you before, we just launched into Seattle last week, no, two weeks ago. Hmm. So yeah, that's been 
really fun. And then we're set to launch in Toronto in March, hopefully. Holy, you're moving fast then. Yeah, (laughs) it's, it's, it's going, it's going well, but it's definitely, it's a lot of work. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, are you exhausted? Like how the hell do you keep your head up? (laughs) Well, I do have people (laughs) helping me, so it's not just me. Um, so in the summer, in the summer, it was actually right after we had launched in San Diego. Um, I hired on two girls and they both work right now. They're working part-time, but hopefully soon they'll work um, full-time, but Quick question. So you hired on two girls. Was this your first time hiring on? Yes. How was that? <laughs> I I meant to hire. Well, okay. So I put out an application and I was going to hire one person. And then um, I ended up getting quite a lot of applicants. So, which was awesome, but it was also super overwhelming. So I had my mom help me. We did, um, my mom and my husband actually, but we kind of sorted through and I had very specific things that I needed for these or this person. Sorry, it was only supposed to be one person. <laughs> so I needed them to be really, really flexible with their job, which is not something that most people have. Mm-hmm. So I needed them to be extremely flexible. I needed them to have experience with social media, with events. Um, so there was, a, there was a lot. I mean, it, I was asking for a lot. <laughs> Um, and I needed them to, I needed them to be mobile. So whether they had a car, they could, you know, transit, um, cause I live out in the Valley. So I, I don't live right in Vancouver. So I live about an hour outside of the city. So I needed them to be mobile and all these things. And then anyways, um, yeah, two of the girls that, um, applied, they were like perfect for the job. One of them was more versed in social media. The other one was more, more versed in events. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, I can't like decide. <laughs> and so I just decided to hire both of them. <laughs> Part-time. So. And yeah, wow. Because I hear that that's like, uh, that's a really hard, hard thing to do is when you hire, start to hire people on and it's like this whole other, you know, I mean, it's really a business then. Like you yeah. have employees that you have to take care of now. And I mean, what? for you, like mentally and emotionally, did it affect you at all? Or like, how did you, did how did you traverse across that? Yes. So I, especially before I hired the girls, like I had probably, I don't know, three or four mental breakdowns. <laughs> Just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm too nervous. And I would go back and forth like, okay, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to hire anyone or I'm not ready to, um, yeah, just because it, it adds a level of accountability mm-hmm. because you can't just be like coasting along anymore. Like you have to be serious because now you're not only in charge of bringing enough revenue for yourself, but you're also now having to have two, you know, well, for me, two people to support. Um, not fully, obviously, like they only work part time, but yeah, it's just, it's a lot of responsibility. And I was just nervous about about that and about how, how it was going to look like, but it's been really awesome. Um, thankfully they have flexible jobs and it just, it works out really well. And it's a nice way to, to be able to transition Mm -hmm. because I don't think I would be able to hire on like full time and they do specific things. So it's really nice because, you know, um, Nancy, who does a lot of our social media, 
you know, I'll give her a bunch of like the social media work that has to be done. And then she's working on that. And then for Sydney, she does a lot of kind of like the event management, um, and, you know, connecting with the vendors and the sponsors that are going to be part of the event. And so it's, it's really nice because then I'm like, okay, so they're doing that. Now I can focus on more of the big picture of things. Mm -hmm. And especially now that we're launching into new cities, there's so much like big picture thinking and... Um, and probably a lot more moving pieces too, like that little moving pieces that you would not... <laughs> I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot of places that you're launching into in one year. It's impressive. Yeah. 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 So I, I mean, I think what I have learned, I definitely want to slow down the growth mm -hmm. a little bit because I want to make sure that you know, the, the cities that we launch into, I want them to be strong communities. I don't just want to launch into a city and then leave them hanging. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, when I think about how much time it took to build up, you know, our Vancouver community, I mean, that's taken three years and we're still, we're still building. Right. So, um, yeah, I want to make sure that the people that are, cause we, for, so for each city, we have a community leader or a chapter leader that's there. Mm -hmm. And so I want to make sure that they have, you know, everything that they need, that they have all the help they need. If they ever have any questions, they can come to me. So now it's like a lot of having calls with them and, you know, strategizing for the next event and how are we going to promote it? How, you know, how are we going to, what's the theme going to be? Um, where's it going to be located? Like all that kind of stuff. And then um, well, you you want to launch on solid ground like you want. And I think, too, it's like I feel like a lot of people experience this. It's like you launch something and you think in your mind like it's just going to go off without a hitch and it's going to be just like in the first couple months, it's going to explode. And then reality is like three years later, you're like, we're still building this community. Yeah. We're still. And that's so important. Even for me, uh, even for me, I'm saying this like I'm some kind of like exception to the rule <laughs> not even for me but no I know what you mean. for myself it's like with the podcast yeah. like in my mind when I first launched I was like oh I had these grandiose visions and of course that's not how it happens and that's yeah. not how anyone like um I was talking with someone last night and she was talking about her business and she said you know I've been at this for 10 years and that's why it's that's why it's successful. And so I think it's totally. like, like very wise of you to be like, okay, like we've put these out here now. This is the plan, but like it's going to take some time. Yeah. And exactly what you're saying. Like I, as much as it's, you know, strategizing on event stuff, it's also like telling them, Hey, listen, like this is normal. Like, you know, we had, we had a few, um, you know, things that happened with the Seattle, um, launch that were just really stressful. And it just had to do with, you know, like just details, right? There's so many details coming together and organization and all that kind of stuff. And there was, you know, some things that were just really stressful and it was no one's fault or anything. It was just, that's the way it was. And so talking to like our team, which is, you know, the four of us, so the chapter leader, Alicia, and then Nancy and Cindy and being like, okay, guys, like this is what's happening. Um, you know, it's, it's okay. Like sometimes this is what happens. It's going to, it's going to be okay. Like this is what we need to do. And then, you know, divide and conquer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so like, mm -hmm. okay, you contact this person. I'm contacting this person. Like, I don't know. And then it's, it's, it's kind of cool because then when it all comes together, um, like it was so rewarding to see Seattle and the launch party. And, you know, we had a really good turnout. Um, everything came together so well and, 
it's just, it was so rewarding because, you know, two weeks before that, we're just like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? <laughs> Shit has so, hit the fan. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, it's just cool to, yeah, I think it's just really rewarding, you know, um, working with a team. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's been so cool over the past, I guess, six months or so since we launched into a new city. And then obviously bringing on the girls, it's, yeah, I've been so rewarding to work with a team because, you know, for two and a half years, I was working just on my own. Mm. So, yeah. It's tough working on your own because, like, it I is, just, yeah. even today, I reached out to this um, girl group, girl group sounds like a band that I'm a part <laughs> of. Um, and we're just like, an, it's like an entrepreneurial women's group. We meet, like, via, like, Zoom once a oh, week. Oh, cool. Yeah. And, um, and I was just sent out a message to them today. I was like, I need to talk to you guys. And I just need like an hour of you guys just for me. Because when you're by yourself, it's hard because you don't have like a sounding board. You don't know if like what you're doing is the right thing. If you come up against something, you're like, oh, it's tough. It's tough on your totally. own. There are perks, but it's also tough. And so I can totally relate to what you're saying. Like when you have other people working with you, it is so much more rewarding. You share the burden and you also share the the um, celebration as well, which is like, yeah, makes it so much better. Totally. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, for so long, I was nervous to bring people on board because I wasn't sure what that was going to look like. And just, yeah, like you think about just certain things financially and all that. But at the end of the day, like I, I was so ready to have other people just helping Um, you know, even if I was going to take a hit financially, I was just ready to like have that help. Yeah. Um, And sometimes you need to take that hit to move forward. You need to like, yeah, in quotes, you know, step back a bit. Yeah. And we're totally right now we're totally in growth mode. And so like as much as yes, obviously profit is important. Um, and it's always kind of like top of mind because we need to keep the business going. Yeah. But at the same time, like that is, um, you know, like right now we're just trying, we're, we're trying to build the brand and to, you know, create these communities in the different cities and make those communities strong. And so that's like the main focus right now. Uh, Like, you know, not like, Oh, how much money can we make for this event? It's like, how can we, um, create amazing events and, you know, bring community to the cities that we're launching into. Right. Um, So, yeah. You're creating value. And I think that that's like needs to be the focus when we, I mean, I don't think money, I think women, especially we have a hard time talking about money and just being like, yeah, I want to make money. Like, of course we want to make money. Yeah. But if you, in doing that also, like you have to provide incredible value first. And it's so true. Like that needs to be the focus. And I think it was Steve Martin who quote his famous quote, be so good that they can't ignore you, um, which is the truth, right? Like if your focus is there, which it sounds like it definitely is um, for you, then like success is inevitable. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I hope that in each city that people see kind of, like what we're trying to create. And I kind of look at, because when I started in Vancouver, I mean, all I had was like a vision, right? I didn't have any, nothing really to show for what I wanted to create. And so it's kind of cool now that I can say, this is kind of what we've created in Vancouver. And this is what we now want to bring to other cities. 
And, you know, I'll talk about, you know, the women that come together and like the collaborations that have happened and like the women that have met each other and all these cool things that have happened. And I'm hoping that will inspire the other cities to get involved and because we're going to need, you know, like support from, from the community there. Right. I mean, we can put on the best events ever, but if no one's showing, no one's talking about them. Yeah. And no one's talking about it, then we don't have, we don't have a community. Right. So yeah. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's, it's a challenge, but it's like, it's, it's an exciting challenge. Yeah. And the more you do it, the more, you know, like there's that, you know, whole thing of nothing really like everything is a gift even if it's tough yeah. like even if you're trying to open in what's Seattle and you have ran into all these troubles and it was like well you have a bunch of other ones you're opening and now you know like you know what to do if this comes up and like it's all just a it's all just a learning it's sometimes yes. extremely painful <laughs> oh my goodness lots of learning but it's it's no it's so good and yeah we're we're just we're wanting to make connections and relationships that are really strong. And I think that's one thing that I've learned so much over the past couple of years is I don't want to make, you know, millions of connections that are just these Mm. really shallow connections. Like, yeah, like I want to make really strong connections with fewer people and then have those connections and you know, create relationships that are hopefully like mutually beneficial and like pouring into that relationship, um, over time. And so, yeah, we're trying to set up those kind of relationships and partnerships within each city. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, it takes time. Like it's, you can't just, (laughs) you can't just create a strong relationship (laughs) overnight. I mean, I like best friends. (laughs) Yeah, totally. um, yeah, I mean, sometimes you just click with with people, and sometimes that does happen, you know, quite quickly. But but you still have to like pour into that relationship. And I, oh yeah, yeah, and and I also think it's so important not to force it if it's not going to happen or if it's not if it's not a good fit. Don't force it. No, it has to be genuine. Yeah, yeah. I'm so curious. Um, what? was like the drive for you behind connection and community because that when I hear you talk about it it's like coming from a very like heart-centered place I can feel it where does that come from for you like why do you think that's such a big part because pretty much the entirety of what you're doing blanket statement is creating connection and creating community and like that has to come from from somewhere yeah um I think I've always I've always valued it. Like ever since I was really little, I've always valued like connection, community, friendships, everything. And I'm the type of person that I always want to be like, and this is probably to a fault, but like, I always want to be connected and I always want to be in relationships. And, um, when I started kind of on an entrepreneurial kind of journey and also working from home, because even when I worked for my mom's business, I worked from home. And I think it just made me realize like, oh my goodness, there's like a whole community of people who work from home, 
who are like lonely (laughs) and (laughs) that are feeling like I'm feeling like just kind of isolated and feeling like they don't really belong. And I remember even thinking like, I love that I work from home. I love that I have this community, but then I'd see people who like work for all these big, cool companies and they'd have all these work parties and they'd have like, you know, like, Oh, I'm going out with my work friends for like cocktails. (laughs) And it's like, okay, cool. Like I'm watching Netflix tonight by myself. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that, I think that sometimes entrepreneurs kind of get in that funk of being on their own and they're like, they're so driven towards their goals. So they're just like on their computer all day, which is, which is fine. But I think there's something so important about like getting out of your house, like meeting real people in real life. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I guess that's kind of where the idea came from before I started hosting the events. I started networking probably like a, yeah, like a year before. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I guess I just never, I don't know. I never really found what I was looking for and then just decided to start hosting my own events. Make it yourself, which I feel like is a common thing for people. It's like they, especially, I mean, entrepreneurs in particular, it's like they have a need that is not filled. And and like you said, it sounds like as a kid, you always even were just like, you loved the connection, you loved to be around people. And it's so interesting how I really believe that when we're kids, we're such a pure form of like who we are meant to be in the world. And then if we can find our way like back to who we really are as we grow up, we we bring something like that into the world. So you were already, by the sounds of it, as a kid, like destined to create these connections. Yeah. And I think I, I was definitely like entrepreneurial as a kid too. Like I would just like <laughs> think of these random ideas, like horrible ideas, but like. What was one of the ideas? <laughs> um, Like I remember it's like, it's kind of foggy because I was really young. Like, I think I was like five, but I would like have these like daydreams about like making these like little crafts and then like selling them and like, I don't know, just like random stuff like that. And then I would like ask for like a craft box for Christmas and I'd start (laughs) like making these like really not great crafts. Like I was, I'm not, I'm creative with ideas, but I'm not like a like a hands-on. No, yeah, not yeah. like not at all. So, um, but like I'd come up with these like random ideas to like, I don't know. I didn't. I guess I didn't know it was like business at the time. But um, yeah, to like create these things and then sell them or like yeah. I think in um, elementary school, me and my friends. I don't know. I can't remember what it was. I think it was like stickers. We would like go around to like all the like younger kids, and we'd like they'd like give us like. <laughs> money and we'd give them like stickers or something you're a hustling just like (laughs) random stuff like that where I'm like what was I thinking first of all Uh, and like that's amazing I think that's amazing (laughs) (laughs) hustling the stickers in elementary school yeah just like getting (laughs) stickers and then like giving them and then like selling them I guess on like I don't know, on the playground. <laughs> you were just trying to make some money. The candy store was not a cheap place. <laughs> and then, like, oh, I loved garage sales so much. <gasps> okay, Always I can totally to relate. Garage sales. Always wanted to go to garage sales. That was, like, the coolest thing when I was little, so. wonder why. Do you think it was just, like, like, I mean, why? Like, <laughs> why? I don't, I don't know. I think I always wanted to, like, I don't know, find something really cool and then, 
like, and I would always have these like ideas of finding these really cool things and then they'd be like worth a lot and then I'd sell it. And then right. like, <laughs> and you're like a millionaire. <laughs> I had like this dream before touch screens were even a thing that like, I was like in my room, I was like, I'm going to invent a screen that you put on your wall and it's a calendar and you can touch it and you can write things in the calendar on your wall and it just changes oh, as the months cool. go on. And I, yeah, I must've been like seven years old and I should have, you know, gone to someone with that idea. You should have done it. <laughs> you missed the boat. I missed the boat. <laughs> yeah, no, but I can totally relate. Like, I was the same way. I had, like, uh, you know those friendship bracelets you would braid, like, the the string? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. would sell those out, like, bring my little, like, kitty table out to the front of the driveway <laughs> and, like, display, like, my wares on, like, a street where no cars pass. Like, we were in, like, <laughs> And like one lady, I was selling them for like a dollar each, which was so overpriced for that time. Like this was like, you know, early 90s. And I was like, and I was like a dollar each. And she was like, can I take five for $2? And I was so shocked that someone would even like want it. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Looking back now, I'm like, like, lady, that was cheap. Like, (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Like, wait a second. Swindling a kid. So funny. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's so funny. So anyways, I just think it's really interesting people's past and like, you know, you already are, were an expression of exactly who you are today. And now you're just doing that in the adult way. Yeah, we should start selling stickers at events, maybe. (laughs) And friendship (laughs) bracelets. (laughs) Yeah, Keep the hustle going. Totally. And I'm really curious too, you you mentioned just like a couple minutes ago and it's still sticking in my head. You said when you first started, you had this vision of what um, this Fancy Business Babes was going to be. Has it shifted at all for you in time or is it still the same vision? Um. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I never really thought I would be doing what I'm doing now full time, to be honest. I thought it was just going to be something on the side that would be fun. And I, and I also don't think I knew how much work it, it was. It's always more work <laughs> than you think. I had no idea. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, so it's definitely changed because obviously yeah, I'm doing this full time now and, um, all my energy is in, in this. And I, I never thought about uh, launching into new cities or anything like that. Um, so it's all kind of just evolved with time And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just been like, in some ways I feel like it's happened quickly, but then in other ways, I feel like it's been kind of a slow process. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think especially for the events in Vancouver, I never knew that I was going to do it full time. So I didn't really have that mindset at the beginning. So I didn't, there was no real strategy behind anything that I was doing. There wasn't like a business plan or because my, my intention was never to create a business out of it and then like make money or whatever. Right. So Mm -hmm. it was just like, okay, cover my costs and then I'm good to go kind of thing. So yeah, it's changed a lot. (laughs) I don't know if it answers your question. No, it does. I think it really does because you, you mentioned like intention. And I also think it's refreshing to hear that you didn't have a business plan because I mean, sometimes I think a business plan is great, but also a part of me thinks like they are a little bit of a waste of time. Not yeah. not fully, but I feel like the power of intention is extremely powerful and you were coming in with such pure intentions and then 
whatever you want to call it, the universe, whatever, it just kind of lined up for you because you were in alignment with yourself, which I think is like a huge part of it. And then it just went off without a hitch. Whereas like when you're thinking too hard about you're getting in the details, you can block out what is supposed to naturally come. So it's just really interesting how that's all unfolded for you. Yeah. Yeah. And there's been some things that I've thought about doing and then I'm like, okay, maybe I'll just wait on this for a little bit. And then it's kind of turned out a little bit differently. Um, I think I, in some ways, am very much of an action taker and I'll, I'll do it. Like if I think of something, I'll do it. But then in other things, I kind of just wait and see um, if I'm not like 110% sure that that's the direction I want to go or that's what I want to, that's where I want to move my business. And I think that's served me pretty well, especially even just with collaborating with different people or having different people, you know, speak at events or what have you. Like sometimes when I just kind of wait it out and then I I need it to feel really good. I don't know how to like explain it, but I just need it to like feel right. And then I find sometimes if I just wait a little bit, if I'm not feeling like, you know what, I'm not sure if say those, you know, speakers that I'm going to have. I don't know if those three people are right for that specific event. So I'll wait on it and not, you know, I'll put their names down and maybe ask them to speak at a future event. And then sometimes when I wait on that, something else will come or someone else will, you know, um, reach out and be like, Hey, totally. And then it just works. I don't know. I don't know how to like, I think that, it doesn't need to be described. Like, I yeah. think that that's just it. And I think that's the power of like women in business is that um, they listen. Like you're, you're just a perfect example. You're listening to your intuition. You're listening to your gut mm-hmm. and you're, you're heeding the advice of your gut. And then when you do that, it's like really hard to mess up because mm-hmm. it's when we don't listen. And then you, you know, like in your head, you're like, Uh, I knew, I knew before I did this, that this was going to be like an issue or this wasn't going to drive. And um, so, I mean, yeah, it it doesn't need to be explained. I think that's, I mean, I think that's why you're doing well and you're, you're growing so much and it's like, you just listen to it and you don't question it or think too hard about it. (laughs) Just like, this is how I do it. Yeah, totally. So yeah. 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 (laughs) I hope that answers your question. (laughs) Oh, it totally answers. So, so we're getting near to the end here. It's been amazing talking with you. Yeah, um, too. I want to do some rapid fire questions for you. You do these too, right? In your events? I think you do. Sometimes. Yeah, I did it. I did it at the event that you were at, the Passion of Love event. Yes, mm-hmm. I did those. Um, yeah, it's kind of like on and off. I should do them. They're fun. They're fun <laughs> because they're like just weird questions that you otherwise wouldn't have asked them. Yeah, yeah. So... True. So we'll get started. And you don't need to do them rapid fire if you don't want to. You just okay. answer them. Okay. So number one, if you could be frozen at any age, like, and you, you're immortal at this age, what age would you pick? And it can be an age that you haven't reached yet or oh, whatever. Wow. That is such a great question. <laughs> so much to consider, right? Wow. I'm such a thinker. Okay. Don't give me in too much time, but... <laughs> Oh, that is such a good question. It's funny. I feel like my answer, even like a couple years ago, would have been different. I think now, I think maybe, maybe like 30. Mm-hmm. I haven't reached 30 yet. Mm-hmm. But How old are you, by the way? Are you? I'm 26, okay. turning 27 this year. Yeah. Okay. 
So, yeah, um, I don't know. I feel like at that point, I'll be even more confident in who I am as a person Mm -hmm. and just, yeah, just know, know who I am, be confident in who I am. And, um, yeah, I don't know. No, I totally, I totally get that because I'm turning 30 this year and I have been waiting to be 30 for like ever since I was 25. So I totally, (laughs) I've been like, let's go 30. Like (laughs) I'm done with this, like unsure 20, 20, you know, 25, 26. Like just figuring your, yeah, figuring everything out. (laughs) It's hard. It is a hard hard. time. Yeah. I, I remember thinking when I was like, in earlier 20s and as I was going through my 20s multiple times, like someone needs to write a book about like all the shit that goes down when you're in your 20s because it is really, it's, people are, they glorify, oh, you're 20s, you're young, you're beautiful, you have your whole life ahead of you. Yeah, you have your whole life ahead of you. It's a lot of pressure. Like, Yeah, and you, and your 20s, everyone ha- thinks that you should be figuring out exactly what you want to do. Yeah. And yeah. And you, don't, you just don't know. You just don't know. Yeah. Okay, I feel, yeah. number two. Uh you're hosting a dinner party. Um, you're you're in your 30s. And <laughs> you can invite five people, any five people dead or alive. Who do you invite? Oh, okay. That's a hard question. Mm, okay. I don't even know if I can think of five people. I'll try. Um, okay. One person I really admire is Brene Brown. Yeah. I'm, I love her so much. Yeah. She's great. <laughs> I'm going to cry. Even <laughs> no. <laughs> She's so amazing. Yeah. So I love Brene Brown and I admire her. I just love who she is as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'm just going to think of the people that I admire. I really love um, Marie Forleo. Mm-hmm. Do you know Marie? Oh, yeah. yeah. She's so funny and quirky and I'd love, just love to meet her. I think she'd be hilarious. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick all women because, I mean, Why duh. Not? <laughs> duh. <laughs> I already have a husband. I don't need any. <laughs> you don't need to invite him. You'll Hello. see him when the dinner party's over. Exactly. Um, okay. Probably, I'm going to think of famous. Okay. So Jennifer Lawrence, I have like a major girl crush Same. on. Like major girl yeah. crush. Yeah, like, yeah. Unbelievable. So her for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then while we're on famous movie stars, <laughs> um, Reese Witherspoon, I think is mm. hilarious oh, as well. You remind me of Reese Witherspoon just in like. Really? Yeah. Just in the way that you are like I feel like wow. you could be her like daughter or sister or something related to her in some way I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that as a major compliment thank <laughs> yeah. you very much yeah um so Reese Witherspoon and then wait Goldie Hawn is that her mom no, no. that's Kate Hudson's mom okay I'm so confused right now okay Goldie Hawn <laughs> I love she's Goldie hilarious. Hawn. yeah I think that's five, is it? And then, is that five? That's probably five. Well, I can't you, think of the You other. can't think of it. Okay. So then that's five. I think that was five. <laughs> can I make this happen? <laughs> put it out there. You got to just okay, put the intention out there. Watch this happen. It will totally happen. Yeah. Um, okay. Last book that you read or book you're reading now. Okay. Well, <laughs> this is like funny because like my husband and I are reading like a marriage book. It's actually Aww. really good, but. Um, but I, I'm going to talk about business book because I feel like everyone on here is business. How about both? So, How about both? Because this is more like, this is like life. Marriage is a part of it. Marriage is a part of life. It's actually a really good book. It's called, um, one sec. I <laughs> dot, feel dot, like dot. anyways, it's around somewhere. Seven principles to make marriage work, I think, or yeah. something like that. I'll, I'll Google it and put it in the show yeah, notes. Yeah. It's so good. And it's, um, it has these like exercises that you go through 
And like one of them, we were only on the second chapter, but one of them is like developing your love maps. And it talks about like asking open-ended questions Hmm. and then getting to know. So open-ended questions that you wouldn't normally ask. Like what's an example? Um, Like, oh, in three years, how, in what ways would you want your life to be different? Wow. Yeah. Like stuff like that. Or um, what's a passion that you've kind of put on the back burner that you want to pursue mm-hmm. and just like stuff like that. And we, it's just gotten us into conversations that we normally wouldn't have. Right. Um, Which you need that. Sometimes you need that because like life just goes on and the conversation can get stale. Like that's the truth, right? Because you think you yeah. know everything because you're not really, you're kind of bouncing along the surface. And, but yeah, yeah those are, those are amazing questions. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's been really, it's really been a really good book so far. Um, so that, and then, um, a book that I'm just about to start. So my husband just read it. It's called good to great. Hmm. I think I've heard of that. Yeah, It's about companies that have gone from like good to great and like what made them hmm. the common denominators. Yeah. 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 Very yeah. Good. Very good. Cool. So I'm excited. Cool. I'll put those in the show notes for, for you guys listening. Um, okay. Second to last question. And this is, these are two questions I ask everybody. And this is kind of, I guess, connected to the age one as well. But um, what advice would you give your 20-year-old self? If you were sitting across the table from 20-year-old Danielle, what would you say to her? You could say one thing. Hmm. I think I I would say to just focus on, yeah, focus on the more deep stuff in life, (laughs) I guess. Because I think when I was 20, I just, I don't know. I cared way too much what people thought about me, I think. And so I would maybe tell tell my younger self to just be myself and focus on, yeah, relationships that truly matter and family and friends and, yeah, developing who I am as a person and my faith and, yeah. Hmm. Nice. Not be so like anxious about everything. <laughs> relax, it'll all work out. Just relax, yeah. 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 And just focus on on deep things in, instead of surface level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Uh, final question. What is your rebel cause? So basically like what's your why? What positive change are you trying to create in the world? Um, yeah, I want women, not just women in business, but women that are yeah, creative women, which I think everyone is creative, mm-hmm. to feel like they matter and their stories matter and um, that they can tap into community. Like there is community out there. They just have to seek it out a little bit. But that, you know, everyone else in the world craves community as well. And they crave to be in community with people and to be loved and to love other people. And so I think there's too much loneliness in the world. And yeah, I just hope that people can not feel lonely anymore. (laughs) That's heartbreakingly sweet. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, it's been so, so nice to talk to you. I'm glad. I'm glad we could do this. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, it's been it's been a joy. Yeah. I hope I didn't leave off on too much of a 
sad note. No, that was beautiful. <laughs> that was so very Danielle Weeb. That was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> but there is community and you can create it. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, you just need to, You sometimes you just need to reach out. You need to ask for help. Like when you reach out for community, it's you're, you're asking for a hand, you know, which is yeah, not a bad thing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Reach out to me. If you're feeling lonely, reach out. Yeah, you heard that. <laughs> Folks, reach out to Danielle. You maybe you're you're making too much work for yourself now, but reach out to the Business Babes Collective. Oh, and of course, I almost forgot. Where can people find you? Okay, well, we are very active on Instagram, so mm-hmm. if you want to check us out on Instagram, um, so my personal Instagram is um, Danny Living Life is mm-hmm. my personal Instagram, and then Business Babes. Co is our Business Babes Collective Instagram. And then all of our other ones are linked on there somewhere. So you'll see it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it's been great having you on. And uh, I hope you have a great evening in Vancouver. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning into that episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed recording it. And there's some big news, actually, because I have launched, well, I'm in the beta stage of launching a podcast launching program. So basically, with this program, you get coached with me one-on-one, an hour session every week. And basically, we take you from zero to launch. So if you've been thinking about launching a podcast, I am here to help you weed through the details because trust me, there are far more details than you think. So if you're interested, head over to therealrebelpodcast.com and you'll see programs and then you'll see the podcast launch and program. And let me know if you want to be a part of the beta group. I'm only taking four people. And uh, so email me or get in touch with me if you think that might be for you. Oh, and as a side note, it's 50% off. Looking forward to seeing you next Tuesday.